Live from Masterclass at Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet hosted by two humans and one Tesselecta. It's the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and where are the noobs? noobs? Or are they? Hmm. Uh... But there's only one Tesselecta. <laughs> or is he? This is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before and, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode 84 covering series six, episode eight, Let's Kill Hitler. This is the one where the Doctor, Amy, and Rory discovered that their daughter, Melody, became their childhood friend, Mel's, who then regenerated into River Song. And no one, in fact, killed Hitler, but he was left locked in a cupboard. Remember that one? That was story number 219, originally airing August 27th, 2011 to 8.1 million viewers. Dang. Mm-hmm. So the break did them some good. They were like, mm-hmm. hey, we got to check out this show because it went away for two months. Yeah. <laughs> now we gotta come watch it. Mm. People were starving and thirsting for more. <laughs> uh, this one was written by Stephen Moffat, our man uh, with the plan there, mm. and uh, directed by Richard Sr. This is actually his first TV directing gig. So I'm not sure if if maybe he had done film in the past, Mm -hmm. but it definitely said that this was his TV directorial debut. Now, we mentioned the wait just a minute ago. The wait of several weeks was not only experienced by the fans, it was also experienced by the pawns. Did y'all notice that? No. Amy says at the very beginning, okay, you've had all summer to find Melody. Oh. Where's our oh. Where's our daughter? Oh. So the reason that they were, you know, driving the 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 little car through the cornfields and making the crop circles was to get the doctor's attention because, as Rory said, you never answer your phone, and so they built the summer break in universe into the the actual timeline of the show. Mm. So when we left Demons Run at the end of A Good Man Goes to War, and the doctor tells you know uh, River get them all home. Apparently, she just drops them off at home, and then a couple of months go by while, you know, all the fans are waiting for the next episode. Apparently, the pawns were also Mm. waiting for the doctor to show up and say, I found Melody, or whatever. So, uh, only to have that all just blown to pieces by the ensuing episode. (laughs) Uh, The cast, we had a young Rory, played by Corbin. Ezekiel Wigglesworth, not <laughs> making that up at all. This is his only acting credit on IMDb. I just wanted to say his name on the podcast. Ezekiel <laughs> Wigglesworth. Really? Uh, what's funny is when you look at the kid and you realize his name is Ezekiel Wigglesworth, you go, of course it is. <laughs> and by the way, could that kid have looked more perfect as young Rory? Yeah. He like... Was spot on. I was like, did they just get footage of Rory when he was that age and they've just how kept did, it? How did they get yeah. home movies of Arthur Darville as a small child? <laughs> and did he really act Wigglesworth? like that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Guys, I've been hiding for hours. <laughs> yeah, and we so still great. haven't found you. Oh, so great. Uh, Mel's, not young Mel's, but uh, Mel's with a gun, uh, was played by Nina Toussaint White, I guess is how we're going to say that. It's French, I it's a French hyphenated with an English last name. Uh, and so she is fairly active around the BBC. Um, she's one of these ones where, you know, she, she did EastEnders and uh, maybe Coronation Street as well. And she's, you know, this long list of BBC uh, credits. But she's also in uh, a show that's on Amazon Prime right now that's called The Feed. It's kind of a sci-fi, uh. trippy, mind implants memories maybe they're real maybe they're not i don't know i haven't watched it all i haven't watched any of it yet actually um but i've seen the trailer so she's in that apparently so um i thought personally that she was brilliant as mel's 
um, if short-lived. Um, yeah. We're going to, uh, I decided this week, we haven't had a let's talk about section in a while. Uh, this week, we're going to let's talk about Mel's. So hold off on, we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to draw weird distinctions in this episode between River Song and Mel's yeah. and Melody and yeah, so <laughs> we're gonna have confusing. To, yeah, so uh, let's let's try and uh, keep those as distinct as the storyline does. And remember, we'll talk about Mel's uh, towards the end. All right. All right, before we jump into the checklist, just want to remind you that Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management, where you can get your world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. As always, guys, we've got a special deal just for Noobs in the Whovian's listeners. Use the code NOOBS at at checkout for 15% off your entire order, whether you're ready for it or not. (laughs) The code's coming at you. Uh, So make sure you go grab your uh, domain, uh, get some hosting. If you're not familiar enough to know what the difference between hosting and a domain and WordPress is and all that kind of stuff. I would recommend our website builder product. You go get that and it's just a few dollars a month. I think it's $5.99 a month and uh, kind of gets you everything that you need all in one place. So if you're a beginner, I would recommend you go over there, uh, throw about a year's worth of that in your cart so that you get the full 15% off of the full year. And don't forget to use the code news at checkout for that discount and get started on your awesome website today. So uh, the checklist the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. All right. So Mel said, you've got a time machine. I've got a gun. Let's, Let's kill, kill Hitler. Hitler. So okay. random. <laughs> like, aside from the fact that, like, she's a once in middle or middle school or high school or whatever, she said, well, Hitler was around because the doctor didn't kill him. Like, that's the only other reference okay, to this. What, what do you do when you have a time machine? Like, what's the first thing in movies that everybody always thinks of? Well, let's go like, back in time. We've got to go kill Hitler. Actually, do you know what's interesting? Is nowadays, I find that um, whether it's YouTube videos, like short films on YouTube, or even like some some bigger stuff, sometimes it is now moving away from, let's go kill Hitler, to let's stop 9-11. It's a weird oh, shift whoa. that's been... Yeah, it's a weird shift that's happening now. There's There was actually one that was... Uh, uh, a, a great skit that is entirely centered around that idea of like this guy being nostalgic for the eighties. And so he's like, goes or the nineties or something. He goes back to the nineties. And then this guy's like, now you've got to go stop nine 11. <laughs> so anywho, whenever you're talking about time travel, it's, Hey, you know, what would, what would happen if we went back and killed Hitler before he became, you know, a threat or whatever. And uh, as it turns out, they bump into somebody with a similar, Idea. Similar plan, <laughs> basically, yeah. Just except so not, happens. except not. Let's kill Hitler before he can do bad, but let's grab him right before he dies and torture him because of all the things he did. So I'm like, yeah. that's a little misguided. Well, anyways, <laughs> so anyway, let's not um, stop any of this stuff from actually happening. Right, but well, let's punish him. For I'm doing sure it. pretty much all of World War II is a fixed point, which is why they can mm, only grab. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Well, yeah. I mean, not every exact single death and stuff is a fixed point. But, yeah, but you can't go in but and the grab major, the, the man major that part. Started it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Big, big, big part of it. So, at any rate, uh, so yeah, we got the uh, the line spoken, and apparently the line is kind of. It, it's not like they said they just said the name of the show in dialogue it's like that's where the title came from was this exact mm-hmm. line like yeah. that's yeah you know, even so, though they didn't actually kill hitler right and that's what yeah. i was getting to is that there were a lot of people that thought that that was going that the plot of this episode was going to be very hitler centric yeah. and but what's funny no. is what did i say at the very end of the episode i don't remember 
y'all were walking up the stairs. Like we had turned it off. We were completely done. I'm looking over the notes. Y'all are walking upstairs. And I'm like, wait a minute. We left Hitler in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. We totally left Hitler in the cupboard. The episode is called Let's Kill Hitler. And as the Wikia pointed out, he was on screen for five minutes. And then uh, the, uh, I forget how the Wikia pointed it out. Uh, It said something like he was on screen for five minutes and then he was immediately ejected from the plot. Yeah. (laughs) Like Rory, punches him in the jaw, puts him in a cl- in a cupboard, and then that's it. Like, we're done with Hitler. Did they even, like, lock the cupboard? They just kind of locked him in there? And then- no, they just kind of threw him in, closed the doors, and Hitler was like, you can't do this. And yeah, and then that was it. Try was- and get out or mm-hmm. anything? That was it. Okay. So. I did look to see if that actor had played Hitler in, like, every other BBC production that featured yeah. Hitler because he looked a lot like him, but no, he mm. he, he hadn't. He, he was like a voiceover or or something for like a documentary that involved Hitler and I was like that's, yeah, that's like, a stretch but my, my my opinion is if you play Hitler in something you kind of just have to play Hitler from there on out <laughs> like like who else are you going to one be able character to play? that played Hitler yeah i would say you have to pick an actor who looks nothing like Hitler and then do like a lot of hair and makeup so that he's not really associated with, you know, yeah. just make it a woman, just make it a woman and just, just make Hitler. him up uh, and make him up and CGI into uh, yeah. Hitler so that, you know, they're not typecast for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Anyways, the creature of the week, because we're still in the checklist, the creature of the week, I put two, I put the Tesselecta itself, which mm-hmm. is, ah, it's not a creature of the week, but it's a. It, yeah. Anyways, um, they uh, the 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 Tesselecta is actually a ship, is really the way it's described, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it is run by the Justice Department, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> they they jump back in time and extract people near their death and then give them hell. Is is what he says. And it's so, taking them this long to go get Hitler. Apparently, <laughs> what do you mean? It's taking them this long. What does that mean? Well. It well, feels we don't know like how. they know what they're doing, but Hitler should have been one of the first people they ever got. So, mm. oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, it, I don't know, but but it's not just for Earth, I would assume, because they that's found true. But they there's do, a lot of history. They do look <laughs> like humans. So, well, they look like humans, but remember, in 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 the Hooniverse, humans spread out all over the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and plus and, they have a time machine, so there's no telling. Like, yeah, did we get a? timeline of what year they were from no i mean like obviously the far-flung future yeah but 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 at the very least um, i love the idea that they go and so so what's funny is the the theory here would be you go and grab hitler right before he takes his suicide pill or shoots himself or what how did he supposedly die he committed suicide the official thing is he committed suicide Mm. and there's i know there's there's theories about whether or not he actually did and yeah. maybe he's still alive but the thought still is alive now yeah uh-huh. yeah so at any rate um right before he commits suicide they go and they grab him and then using you know the the red squiggles of doom <laughs> whatever that was melt his body down or uh, whatever well no it, 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 um, it was like cracking and yeah. so it's weird what we was saw cracking? it with river her body was cracking it was like no, it was like red. So. It was like heating up, and it was getting darker, and it was like cracking or something. I I don't really know. I don't know about the cracking part, but uh, but, it, but what it reminded me of was the agonizers in Star Trek. I don't know if y'all remember the, the the mirror universe when they went to the mirror oh. universe in in the original series, 
and they put them in these chambers and they would just, you know, like a light would turn on and the actor would go, yeah. you know, and it, they were called oh, agonizers. So um, and that, that makes several more appearances throughout uh, Trek history. Uh, but that's kind of what it reminded me of was just sort of this nebulous, torturous pain, you know, yeah. and I, oh, I it thought, just hurts them. It doesn't really matter how it just does. It, yeah. Ignore yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, actually explains, it's just agony. It. Yeah. But what I think is interesting is, um, that that's the whole idea, right? They extract them towards the end of their established timeline is what he said, which is a great euphemism for right before they die. Yeah. And, um, and like, right. At, they, they engage the beam on Hitler and then one of the guys goes, wait a minute, it's 1938. It's too early. And I'm like, where has this guy been uh-huh. on this entire mission so far <laughs> that they, you know, they grabbed this one dude and copied him a la the T-1000. And then as you know, Corbin was like, please pull the glasses off his face. Um, yeah. That's exactly what he did. I love when it's you called that like five minutes in advance. But th- they go through that whole process. And then at the last second, once they've already begun doing the thing to Hitler, the guy's like, wait a minute, this is the wrong year. And then of course- <laughs> How do you not realize? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like- is it like so, the TARDIS where it just lands wherever it wants yeah, to yeah, land? Exactly. So there's that, right? They they screwed that up. So con- conceivably now they've tipped off Hitler that there is, you know, a thing that can assume the identities of the people closest to him and begin to hit him in the face with agon- agony beams or whatever. <laughs> Something. Um, yeah. So now he's tipped off to that. So then they're going to jump forward in his timeline and try and grab him before he right before he dies. But then with with uh, River. They kind of do the same thing where it's like, okay, let's go ahead and torture her before the doctor actually dies mm-hmm. and nowhere near the end of her established timeline, which we've seen, by the way. This is like yeah. the beginning. It's virtually of her the beginning. She's not even River Song yet. She just changed appearance to where she looks like River Song. Yeah. She hasn't even taken on that moniker yet. And they're going to just. Go ahead and go. I'm like, who are these idiots? But anyways, um, clearly like not they, very they good They clearly at their job. don't know. What they also have the does. stupidest security system in the world slash the most hilarious security system yes. in the world. The antibodies, right? Mm. Uh, so we see them at the beginning as they kill off screen the dude that they just copied uh, and then pulled his glasses off. So you have a giant body, a giant humanoid body that's a machine, and you need a defense system. So you create antibody robots that destroy anything that is unauthorized. Yeah. Does this... There's always a part of me that wonders, what was the pitch meeting like for this? So you're telling me if I forget to, quote, update my privileges, I'm I'm going to be... I'm going to experience a tingling sensation and then death. Uh, I'm, you know, I shall be expected to remain calm while my life is extracted. Um, this is the dumbest security system. Slash, like the girl, the funniest is going up and it's like, oh, did you put it on? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, and there's like notice she's on the elevator, close, but mm. well, notice she's on the elevator and her green light suddenly turns red. For no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, did you update your privileges? Okay, wait a minute. So you're telling me my privileges can go out of date? Like there's an expiration date and I it can happen middle of my shift? Of the, so Actually, in the little 
area that they were. She was moving from there to go into Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, the way I interpreted it was that... She was moving into a new area? And that's why it switches on the middle of the elevator, because now she's in a new area that she doesn't have authorization to be in. I mean, but even still, why would it be up to me to change that? Yeah, and she can change it. Like, nobody has to give that to her? Yeah, and like, do they have no memory people that were... Literally just greenlit. Right, Their right. thing goes down, and then suddenly we right. must kill everyone on board this exactly, ship. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but I do love them. I love, I love their cheesy yeah. tentacle movements <laughs> that are just yeah. so poorly done. I love it. But they, um, they the don't even kill them with the little things. They kill them with little zappy bits. They don't actually. Kill yeah, them it's not with the, the tentacles. Tangly thing. Yeah, the scary yeah, tentacles like, are not this. this any part of kind of like a waste of a lot of materials to have those <laughs> whatsoever. Oh, could man. basically be floating tasers and it would get the job done uh-huh. just yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the statement uh, there are two life forms that remain. This shall be rectified. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah, my favorite one though was you will feel a tingling sensation and then death. <laughs> Everything <laughs> like, they said is so hilarious. Your existence will continue. Yes, you are authorized. Your existence will continue. Oh, well thank you. They're uh, like uh, nonchalantly <laughs> killing people with well, the most passive it's all in the all in a day's work yeah um so uh bad cgi we we tend to you know what let's just change this off of bad cgi to just cgi, CGI maybe I with feel a question like we've mark done that before but we, it we must might be getting been... into the area where the cgi starts being it could decent. be yeah. there is still some bad stuff though that happens here and there but the tesselecta impressed you guys uh pretty pretty they well looked, like yeah the first good. transformation and we actually rewound that a couple of times because uh i was pointing out how when when the first time when the janitor tessellates into the the whatever general guy or whatever, mm-hmm. you can kind of see as each little square flips over, you can kind like of see the, inside and tell that there's like some mechanical stuff happening back there. But what I want to know is how exactly does that work? And it, It's spacey-wacy. And they copied the bike, but they didn't copy the glasses. Yeah, because it's yeah, like this time I'll copy the motorcycle, right? And then right, so they can flip. they can copy a combustion engine apparently, but but not, not yeah. glasses. Glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I did love the sound of the glasses as he yeah as he put him, put them on to the mechanical head. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's like seems like your glasses might be a little bit small if they're doing that when you put them on. <laughs> yeah. um, so the CGI on that was actually pretty good. Uh, bow ties are cool. We The closest we got to that on this one was River saying, watch out that bow tie, right? She's all getting up in his grill and everything and mentions the bow tie. And Corbin mentioned the top hat on our hats uh, section of the checklist. The doctor was wearing a top hat when he switched into the, you know, the white tie yeah. Coat and tails, <laughs> cane, and a top hat. You had the time to get dressed and you're dying. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Always waste time when you don't have any time. Um, so that was great. Uh, I, I, I rewound it to write something else down. I don't even remember what it was. Maybe something about the, the something that happened right before that. And then you were like, oh, top hat. And so I, I think had to, Rivers said something or not yeah, yet Rivers. It was something. Anyways. Said something. No. Uh, oh, no, no, she, she no. Was it, it was the next thing on the list. It was the next thing on the list. They said, the doctor, you know, you killed the doctor. And the doctor says, the doctor? Doctor who? <laughs> so we had Whoa. the doctor himself saying, doctor who? That was that was fantastic. Is that the first time? It seems like it, but. Um, mm, I can, I can almost guarantee you it's happened in Classic Who. It had to have mm. happened in Classic Who. <laughs> yeah. Doctor but, Who? 
Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Under Jiggery Pokery, we had uh, under the the subcategory here of the Sonic, we had a Sonic cane. That was pretty that was cool. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes Sonic cane. You know, like because he gave time. his Sonic to Amy, and she ended up inside the Tesselecta, so he needed a new thing. So he just randomly produced a Sonic cane in he had 30 a, minutes. Yeah. He had enough 32 time. 32 minutes. Yeah, 32 minutes. He had enough time to build a Sonic. That's right. Uh, and, uh, oh, okay. Um, is this, you guys help me out here. I think the TARDIS Wikia answered this for me. Is this the first that we've, the first time that we've established think and point as the way you use the Sonic? If it isn't, it was sometime during this season. But, no. It's a more recent idea, point. I think. So the but whole... I'm, okay, so up until now, the doctor just points the Sonic and pushes the button and, and it does happen. like whatever Anything. it is he needs at the moment. And in this, we establish that he actually tells Amy, just think and point, right? Hmm. So did we not get this with like Rose or somebody? Maybe. I feel like we got this with Rose or Martha. The idea is that the, again, get, going back to psychic technology, mm-hmm. right? The Sonic operates psychically. So the reason that it can do so many different things and it's only got one button is because you think what you want it to do and then you hit the button. So, so she thought transmission and pointed it so it sent a transmission. Right. So he says, signal me if you can hear me and she just holds it up and clicks the button and then when she is going to uh, revoke everyone's uh, authorization or whatever, she just thinks and mm-hmm. clicks the button. And they actually, she or Rory, I think Rory said something about it. Just think and 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 point or whatever. So um, I couldn't remember if that was the first time. I feel like we've talked about that before because I, I remember maybe, connecting it maybe. to Sonic. I'm not Sonic, but uh, psychic technology. Yeah. Um, as kind of a running theme throughout the universe. So under the TARDIS, um, we have, <laughs> I love the doctor comes in, there's all the smoke. He says, extractor fans on. And then the fans can on, suck out the smoke. And he goes, Oh, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that there are entire, entire categories of functionality on the TARDIS <laughs> that he doesn't even know about, but it goes, I don't know. Maybe this will work. Extractor fans on, you know, like, uh, just turn on the exhaust. Um, <laughs> let's see. The TARDIS taught River how to fly her, right? Yeah. Never taught the doctor, but River yeah. just instantly. That's right. And then right on the heels of that, we have, uh, she says, the doctor said, I am the child of the TARDIS. And, and she says, I, you know, yeah, what does that mean? I don't know what that, what he means by that. So what do you guys think? That she was uh, the soul of the TARDIS came into. I don't know. No, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> she descended um, upon her like a dove, like the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> no, so at the very least, what this means is: remember, we talked about you know she has a time head because <laughs> she was conceived on the TARDIS, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. she was conceived in flight in the time vortex. And so that did something with her genes, right? So that's why she's part Time Lord. By the way, are we, are we up to date on that? That she is a human being, yes, but yes. she is somehow part Time Lord because of her exposure to the Time Vortex. Which is how the... Which is in some how part... How Gallifreyans turned into... In some way, yeah. According to Vastra, that's what happened. But so, it took thousands of years. Billions, not, the doctor even oh, said. Yeah, yeah. Billions of years, yeah. not... 
minutes or whatever. So because she was – now, I guess we could also throw in there that she is a, a daughter of Amy Pond who is, mm-hmm. you know, because she's a companion, she is one of the most important beings in the universe. Yes. You know, she had the whole the, – the, the, the time energy – from the crack was pouring into her head all of her life. So every companion yeah. is special in some way. Yeah, they got to be. Except so. for Martha. Sad. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> she did not turn out to be an all-powerful godlike being like which as is why, every other which companion. Which is why so she's far. my favorite companion because she's not a god. Because she's normal. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that the way they phrased it is River says, the doctor said, I am the child of the TARDIS, not I am a child of the TARDIS. And to me, that's just a little different. Like if she just said, I'm a child of the TARDIS, that's like, you know, uh, uh, I am one of the children of time. You know, it's just sort of an abstract Uh idea. But to say the child of the TARDIS, to me, just sounds like, was there something else going on there? That it wasn't just that it was in the time vortex in flight. Is there some imparting of the, the TARDIS into river or something like that? You know, is there something more going on now? Mm-hmm. I can tell you that this is all just me speculating because I don't, that, that I don't think that ever comes up again as a thing. <laughs> um, oh, well, okay. Well, I'm just saying, uh, but it does make me, it does make me wonder that it's not just, I am a child of the TARDIS, i.e. I came to be while in the TARDIS but it's, I am the child of the TARDIS. And she says, I seem to be able to fly her. She taught me, mm-hmm. right? So she's already, like, we've already met Idris slash sexy, you know? So we've already got that whole component. And here we have River kind of referring to that out of ignorance, by the way. So there's some sort of communication happening there. So interesting stuff. Uh, nothing this week with the psychic paper. Um, nobody, there was uh, needless sacrificial death. Not really. Mm, I don't think so. Not really. I mean, River gave up her regenerations, and we'll talk she about saved that the more doctor. In a bit. But that's yeah. Not but she's not needless. dead. Oh, she's also not dead. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 That's true. She, yeah. She didn't give up her regenerations in order to repair a hangnail on the doctor, or <laughs> you know, something like that. Uh, let's see. Okay. Here we go. On the checklist, silence will fall. Mm-hmm. We have the biggest revelation of the silence so far. So, what do we know about the silence thus far? They're what did we think aliens. Yeah. They're just freaky alien guys with weird what we have met mouse. so far as the silence are the creepy men in black suits, grays in black suits with no mouths that shoot electricity from their really creepy fingers and all that kind of stuff. And then here we have the Tesselecta in the form of Amy say. The silence is not a species, but a religious order or movement. Their core belief is that the silence will fall when the question is asked. The doctor says, what question? She says, the first question, the oldest question in the universe, hidden in plain sight. The doctor says, what is the question? Dramatic music and zoom in? Unknown. Right? So, I mean, obviously, we know if she that knew the right. question, then silence would have fallen already. But right, if but it's also, hidden in plain sight, how has nobody guessed the question yet? Just well, that's in kind of the day idea. to day. Life. What is the silence? That's, that's kind of the idea. So, um, Doctor yeah. Who. So, what is it now? <laughs> silence will fall when when the question is asked. Yeah. What is the meaning of the universe? So now, new item on the checklist: the question. The question. So, because we know now, what is the question? Unknown. 
So what does that mean? Unknown is the question. We're going to find out, you know, like th- th- oh. we're, we're just dangling that out there. Like, hey, now we're figuring out River, but we still got this mystery out there. So yeah, um, yeah. Patch Lady did not appear in this episode, but can we all agree she did a great job turning Melody into a psychopath? Indeed. Because mm-hmm. holy crap, she's crazy pants. Insane. Just just gaga crazy town all apparently all her life so yeah um this i threw on here i don't know that this will be a, a running thing but the doctor's rules we've heard some of these so far right mm-hmm. what is rule one we've heard this the one multiple times lies. the doctor lies we've heard that one multiple times so um but in this episode he gave out three other rules um not in order but rule seven was never run when you're scared which I thought was funny because what is the doctor usually doing? <laughs> running, running. Right. Which means what? He's not scared. He must not be scared. He's just running. Uh, rule 27, uh, never knowingly be serious. I thought I that was great. Was. <laughs> yeah, are you being serious right now? He says, never, never knowingly be serious. Rule 27. Uh, rule 408, time is not the boss of you, which made me think of Tenant. Uh, you know, the, the, the laws of time are mine. <laughs> I'm the master. Yeah. <laughs> that towards the end of his tenure when he started going bananas. Booga booga. Um, <laughs> so speaking of bananas, not on the checklist, but we had the doctor replacing a gun for a banana again. <laughs> yes. That was amazing. That was, that was hilarious stuff right there. Um, uh, under other stuff we noticed, um, I thought this was interesting. Like her daughter, Amy left a giant message for the doctor in order to summon him. So who got the idea from who? Hmm. Right. So Amy saw River leave, you know, giant letters on the face of a mountain, the oldest recorded written words in the universe saying, hello, sweetie. Right. (laughs) Uh, uh, Amy saw that. But now we have earlier in River's timeline, but later in Amy's, we have Mel's seeing Amy write doctor in a cornfield in order to get the doctor's attention so who got the idea from who hmm. well hmm. i mean technically um, yes okay <laughs> um all of there was um in the uh in the let's let's oh by the way let's introduce you to the character mel's in three minutes right let's yeah. give you a rundown of her lifetime there's the line uh where you know she says she was running late so she needed <laughs> so she got a bus she took a bus and they're like, you stole a bus. And Amy says, who steals a bus? Lady Christina D'Souza steals a bus when it's flying. Of course. You know. Uh, let's see. Oh, I thought this was interesting. The, um, okay. So we've seen river use the hallucinogenic lipstick. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on, and this go round, she's using a different type of laced lipstick. That is the poison of the Judas tree. And she even kind of alludes to this connection here where she says she's standing in the window and she says, you know, the doctor, he understands every type of war except perhaps the cruelest, right? How did she kill him? Kiss. Almost kill her. Kill him. Yeah. By kissing him, right? Mm -hmm. And this is how Jesus was betrayed by Judas. (laughs) Whoa. Right? So you have the poison of the Judas tree. That is used to betray the doctor with a kiss in the same way that Judas identified who Jesus was to the people that arrested him by kissing him, right? Gave him a kiss on the cheek and said, 
The one that I kiss on the cheek, that is the one. So interesting, interesting parallel, I thought. Wow, that's an amazing coincidence. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence at all. I think it's that's not. why they called it the poison of the Judas tree. Yeah. It's an illusion, as we would say. Allusion with an A, not illusion. Illusion, like, you like, mean? Like magic. Hmm? Hmm? You're confusing me. An illusion. I don't know why you're making this distinction. That's when you allude to something. I think everyone got what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funnier if I point it out. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's, it would have been interesting and funny, but then you pointed out me pointing it out, and now I'm pointing out that you pointed it out. I don't so think we got to stop here. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I loved the bit with 32 minutes. Did y'all love that when the uh, voice interface oh, yeah. in the form of young Amelia oh, Pond you kept saying, bit. "You will be dead in 32 minutes." He's like, "Oh, you're ignoring the part where I'm going to be fine for 31 minutes. You will be fine for 31 minutes." then you will be dead in 32 minutes. <laughs> just keep saying 32 minutes, 32 minutes. Come on, Amy. <laughs> the, you can do it. Yeah, whatever. The Wikia pointed this out. This is, this is amazing. And I, and I did go back and verify this. The TARDIS blue invitations that everyone received in The Impossible Astronaut, the meeting time was 4.30 p.m. The record from the Tesselecta shows that the doctor died at 5.02 p.m., oh 32 minutes later. Wow. But and apparently that's on purpose, because 4.02 is such an oddly specific time. 5.02, yeah. Um, yeah that's, 5.02. that's the thing is, you know, the Wikia said coincidentally, you know, so apparently... What does the Wikia know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's wrong, but... Um, Maybe I that's did, why I that it was, was 32 minutes. Huh? Like, that's One way or the other, why yeah. the... Judas tree poison or whatever took 32 minutes or maybe Except the other way didn't yeah. take exactly 32 minutes because there was clearly some time before he even made it into the TARDIS and then it started saying you have 32 minutes yeah I hate it. it when I hate it when TV shows give a definitive time frame for something and then you know like if if something says you know if you're watching a movie and it's like we've got two weeks until the world ends well you know that it time is going to be compressed right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then I hate it when in the same movie they say the asteroid is going to impact in, in, unless we stop it in the next five minutes. And then the scene where they stop it takes eight and a half minutes of the movie's time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no way that was less than Hang five on. minutes. Yeah. So it's like, you can't both compress and, you know, uh, what is the opposite of compress? <laughs> Lengthen time? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So at any rate. Uh, so that brings us down to who's who. So we got who is Rory. Um, we find out here that he has been in love with Amy from the time he was like eight years old. It's kind of <laughs> sad. It's, <laughs> it's um, we find out he's also um, it, it, he and Amy have always had a fraught relationship, right? Apparently, she thought for the longest time he was gay <laughs> because when have I ever seen you take interest in a girl? To which Mel's is like. Hello. Um, like the pennies in there. <laughs> yeah, he only ever pays attention to you. That's why you know. Wow. Yeah. So amazing. I, I, I did like the idea though that they kind of turned it around a little bit, and in that case, Amy was the clueless one in the relationship. I thought that was, <laughs> thought that was really <laughs> At good. At least they gave Rory the benefit of the doubt. That's right. I made a note here that uh, Rory, like Captain America before him, socked old Hitler in the jaw. I thought that was amazing. That was an amazing hit. I know. By the way, I, where did he learn to knock people out with a single punch? Two thousand years as a yeah. I was he's done this yeah, like he did several do it times, a couple of times, over yeah. the past few episodes. Uh, he, did, 
uh, he oh yeah, he knocked out the Nazi guy. Yeah, in the same episode, twice in <laughs> one episode. Uh, yeah, the Wikia pointed out that he um, used the same right cross to to deck the doctor when the doctor said, "Your girlfriend is not as important in the whole rest of the universe." And, Wham! <laughs> he is or she is to me. You know that whole thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Amy, uh, he hops on a motorbike, uh, uh, as we would say, a motorcycle, and tells Amy to hop on. And she says, can you ride a motorbike? And he says, I expect so. It's been that kind of a day. <laughs> it's like, I guess we're just going to figure this out. <laughs> hey, I put Hitler in a cupboard. I think I can handle a motorcycle. So I socked him. Like, I knocked Hitler out, threw him in a cupboard, and almost shot him. Uh, and yeah. And then yeah, the I mean, he like grabbed Hitler's gun and then threw a right hook over the gun. I mean, that was, that was amazing, Rory. That was fantastic. Um, I love the the line. I'm trapped inside a giant robot replica of my wife. I'm really trying not to see this as a metaphor. <laughs> so, it's great. It's like, what does that even mean? Rory? He's like, I'm not going to think about it too much. So uh, under who is Amy, the only note that I had for who is Amy, and we, y'all can tell me if you want to add to this, is uh, that she counts as a boy. <laughs> that was great. What? <laughs> when she was a little girl and she says, she's telling Mel's, you get in trouble more than anybody, including the boys. Are, are you get in trouble more than anybody? And she says, well, not the boys. And uh, and Amy says, I count as a boy. Or I forget exactly what it was, but Amy says, yeah. I count as a boy. Something. Which I thought was kind of kind of hilarious. She was definitely a tomboy. <laughs> Uh, back in the day. Anything else about Amy from this episode, guys? She's clueless. <laughs> She's what? She's clueless about Rory. That's she was it. absolutely <laughs> clueless. Yeah. That was... She was oh, like, <gasps> Rory! I felt really bad for Rory in that moment. <laughs> just runs off it's and like, like, wait who, a minute. <laughs> who do you care about in this whole world? Yeah, name one off. girl you've ever paid a bit of attention to. And he's like... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then he runs off. <laughs> yeah. Rory! That was, to me, um, that was a a cute insight into their relationship. But what I thought was a more typical look at their relationship was, I've been hiding for hours. To which Amy says, well, we just haven't found you yet. And he's like, okay. And just like, (laughs) he goes back to his hiding place. (laughs) Bye, Mel's. Bye, Rory. (laughs) <laughs> like Amy is totally fine with the fact that he's been hiding for hours and he's going to go back. She doesn't care to find him. She doesn't care at all. But they're walking around and he's like walking around blindfolded and he's like, am I getting hotter? And she's like, yep. And walks right past. When she's talking what? about she did counting, that to him too. When she's talking about counting as a boy in that same scene, Rory's sitting there blindfolded, like walking around and stuff. What? Am I getting hotter? <laughs> I was like three what? of those instances. Are you serious? Yes. Stuff like that happened. I what? Like every single interaction says, between all three of them had something like when that. she yeah. says, "I count as a boy." Rory is wearing a blindfold and says, "Am I getting closer?" Yeah, he's like, "I have I never hot? paid attention to that." <laughs> it's like, "Am I getting closer?" She's like, "Yep." And then they walk past. <laughs> I never like, noticed that. Like a bunch of people walking around, like you see like jump ropes and like balls oh and stuff. Gosh. And Rory's just like stumbling around. I did not even <laughs> catch that at all. At all. Uh, so who is the doctor? My only note that I wrote down was he dead. Oh, sad. Sad. Um, he straight up died. Did y'all yeah. notice that? I mean, like he died. Yeah, he did. And his regenerations were like cut off or something. I don't yeah, really understand was with that. that. Was that part of the Judas tree or something? I, I so I was unclear about that, and I did. I, I meant to do some research on it. I know that um, that 
the the voice interface Amy said regeneration has been disabled or something like that, which was bizarre. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no context for that. What I can tell you is, so okay, so we try and stay spoiler free, but we have we have mentioned before the idea of the War Doctor, and I know that that that. For you guys and for all the no- other noobs that are listening, the War Doctor is this nebulous thing that is out there and, and doesn't really understand. We it. don't even know when it happens. Right, not, right. But, um, but uh, we have mentioned before that there have been like partial regenerations and aborted regenerations yeah. and mm-hmm. hand regenerations and all this kind of crazy <laughs> crap. Um, by the time, I, I don't think this is a spoiler. By the time we get to the end of Eleven's run, he is out of regenerations. There's some weird Uh, stuff that happens between where we are now. Sorry, it didn't happen between. It's already happened, but we haven't seen it happen. Um, And so the only thing I could think is, though this episode on a production level comes before that concept, you could retroactively say, that's what happened was that he was out of regenerations. Mm. Um, so again, that will make sense further down the road. Um, very suddenly uh, yeah. <laughs> it, will, it will make sense. But, um, suffice it to say that there, there, there is a thought coming down the road that though we call him the 11th doctor, he is out of regenerations. Mm. And so when he died there, yeah, he, he could not regenerate. Regeneration had been deactivated or whatever it was that, uh, that that the voice interface said so that's bizarre because like we mentioned sometime i don't remember when at this point that like supposedly you only get what 12 regenerations but then you get 12 regenerations which means 13 incarnations but with the war doctor they've broken that by now and then so there's nebulous regenerations and then yeah it does seem like there is a limit because river used up the rest of her regenerations mm-hmm. yeah so there is a limit but yeah. supposedly we've and, broken it and, and i think that um i think that jared is going to talk a little bit about uh about transferring regenerations maybe mm-hmm. for lack of a better term um so so i'll leave that to him but then let's let's hop on down then into who is river song so remember for right now we're going to talk about river song and not mills and not mills so um Except to say, turns out she was Amy and Rory's best mate growing up, Mel's, who Amy named her daughter after. And then as the doctor points out, you named your daughter after your daughter. So once again, <laughs> causal loop, you know, uh, uh, ontological paradox there. They hinted, I don't know if y'all caught this. Did y'all catch the hint when Mel's first shows up and she, um, the doctor's laying on the ground and she steps into the sunlight and then like uh so the the sun is beating down in the doctor's face so you can't see the face of the person and then she steps so that she's blocking the sun and then you can see her face did y'all catch that Mm, no all right remember the impossible astronaut when river shot the the stetson off of the doctor's head Uh and she's standing there holding the gun and then the camera does this shift right where the sun is is behind her and she's backlit. And then the, the camera turns so that she's blocking the sun and you can see her fully. And she like 
blows on the gun and puts it in her holster and does that whole thing. Mm-hmm. They essentially recreated that, but instead of it being a camera shift, it was Mel's doing a shift in her stance. So she, they recreated that where she takes a step to the left and goes from being backlit to being where you can, she's blocking the sun and you can really see her. It's really cool. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> so they, they were hinting there at, at who she was gun in hand, by the way, gun in hand yeah. and everything. Right. So, um, fun times there. All right. Um, here we have in, again, in river's timeline, mm-hmm. we have the first time that she calls the doctor, sweetie. Mm-hmm. She kissed when she kissed him. She said, I'm all yours, sweetie. And she gave him a kiss. And then, and then actually later on when she goes to, to bring him back to life, she says, hello, sweetie. Right. So that's kind of, and then, and, and you could almost say like, that was the first time with like her kind of becoming river because she realizes at that point she's river. So mm-hmm. by the way, I loved that whole thing where at, for once she's the only one who didn't know who river song was. It <laughs> was great. That was fantastic. Again with river, you know, so who's this river? Um, Oh, here we have it revealed that apparently she got spoilers from the doctor. Who got it from Who River? Got it from her, right? Yeah, because when they first, when, when the tenth doctor first met River, she was the one always saying spoilers, and then it's become so much of a running gag that at this point they say something that she doesn't understand. Who's River Song? And he looks at her with this confused look on his face and says, "Spoilers." She's like, "Spoilers? What spoilers?" So, um, again, who got it from who? It's all, it's all wibbly wobbly. Um, oh, I love the line where she's, uh, she's talking to the, uh, you know, she's being confronted by a bunch of Nazi guards and she says, I was just on my way to this gay gypsy bar mitzvah for the disabled. When suddenly I thought the third Reich is a bit rubbish. I think I'll kill the Fuhrer. <laughs> That's a fantastic line. All right. So much gay gypsy bar mitzvah for the disabled. This was all of the people that the Nazis were trying to wipe out. Figured. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I, lo- I just love the way she's like, let me see how much. And again, psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Just insane. That's right. I do like though that, you know, but as we get to know River, the, this, I don't know that the psychopath is ever really gone. (laughs) Like she's always a little bit off. You know, it's like, oh, a locked door. How's a girl supposed to resist? You know, like, is that going to be safe? Oh, I hope not. You know, like all these kinds of things. (laughs) She always kind of keeps a little bit of the crazy. Um, There's a great, there's a great production level joke here where when she's first checking herself out and everything and she says, Oh, it's, you know, it's all new colors to work with. And Oh, the hair, it just doesn't stop, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Then she says, I think I'll take the age down just a bit gradually just to freak people out. Y'all get what's going on there. I I think when we first met her, uh, when we first met Alex Kingston as river song, it was like five years ago. (laughs) So now, mm. earlier in her timeline, she looks five years older. And it's not, you know, like we've been watching it bit by bit. But if you go back right now, if, as much as you guys have seen this River Song, like at, at this time in her life, Alex Kingston, you go back and watch that, watch The Silence in the Library, she looks considerably <laughs> younger. And she is supposed to be decades older. <laughs> 
So she's like, oh, I'll just, I think I'll take the age down a bit gradually just to freak people out. Right. So I'm going to Benjamin button my way through life just to freak people out. I love that. I love that they're addressing that. And know? that's a thing you can do as a time I did think that anyways. was interesting. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. I did think that that was interesting. Um, she used up her regenerations, as we said, um, used up all of her remaining regenerations. So, all right. So let real quick, we, we saw her regenerate twice, right? So she was the little girl who escaped from the astronaut suit. Mm-hmm. And we saw her start to regenerate. And then what we're told in this episode is that she regenerated into a toddler in New York, <laughs> somehow made her way before grade school to Ledworth <laughs> to become the childhood friend. By the way, who did she live with? I'd like to know. Yeah. Um, and she and now she's regenerated Rory again. And so, Amy. What's that? She just lived with Rory and <laughs> yeah. Amy. Yeah. So she had two regenerations. So, I mean, she had 10 left, mm-hmm. but she used them all up. And again, this is to me, I'm sorry, this is a little bit of sloppy, sloppy handling on Moffat's part to say mm-hmm. she used up 10 regenerations just to bring yeah. the doctor back. A, a normal Time Lord yeah. uses up one to bring themselves back. Right. Took so maybe using 10 left. to bring him back gave him 10 extra regenerations. But it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the thing is like, to me, that was the perfect opportunity for them to say, oh, see, he got 10 new regeneration, but they don't. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, we're coming up to a point uh, towards the end of next season where 11 tells us he's done. He's out of regenerations. Mm. So, um, so how did he regenerate on the beach? Well, spoilers. (laughs) Um, yeah. So at any rate, um, that to me, that was kind of sloppy for the, like what would have been cooler would have been to the same way we had the three minute montage of who in the world is Mel's. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it have been interesting to have had uh, a three minute montage of the nine lives of Mel's, right? Mm-hmm. Where she going out being the crazy person that she is. She just kept regenerating <laughs> until one day she regenerated into Mel's and that was her final incarnation or, or like, she had one regeneration left and she used it on the doctor. But no, instead, she used 10 regenerations to bring uh, the, the doctor back. So whatever that is. Also, her regenerating into a toddler means that we could have the 12-year-old the baby doctor. doctor. That That's right. About. Or not the baby doctor, but yeah, the, the, the boy doctor. Well, right. I mean, if you did the toddler. Christina, there's hope for your story yet. <laughs> Wait, so River was gradually getting younger. Maybe when she turned into a toddler, she, was, she used her thing to gradually get older. That way she could yeah. grow as if she was a human. Well, no, I, I do think when they become like little children, they do grow into adults. Now, well, now, hang on now. Let, let's think about something that I, I didn't think about before. She, when she regenerated into a toddler, that was 1969. Hmm. And so when she, she, at whatever point, you know, in Amy and Rory's childhood, showed up as a child their age. So she just stayed that age. Yeah, so so she either... So apparently she has some control over her aging ability. See, this is what I'm saying. From 1969 to whatever, the, the late 90s or whenever it would have been, she could have gone through all of those regenerations. Like yeah. To me, that would have been a really cool side story to have done or leave it to the comics or something. Just have her give a throwaway line of, I've used my... I only have one regeneration left. Is he worth it? Mm-hmm. There you mm-hmm. go. So anyways, um, the last thing about uh, River is that she became an archaeologist so that she could find the doctor again. 
Yeah. And we get a little, a little hint of that. You know, he says, Which, why have you decided to become an archaeologist? Well, I'm looking for a good man. Yeah. And it does work in the end. So it does. Several times. Home. Yes, obviously. Also, I do love regeneration is kind of like respawning in a video game. You have like, <laughs> you have 24 hours of invincibility frames where like nothing can yeah. hurt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, amazing. Exactly. So she absorbed all the bullets and yeah, shot, just, shot energy back out at everybody. Yeah, what yeah. was that all about? Yeah, a little bit of she vibranium shoot all technology. The bullets back out at the- like Tenet regrew uh, his hand, but he didn't start using his hand as an energy cannon <laughs> to start shooting people. Like, how does that work? So check this out. There was a very interesting note in the Wikia. The, this, the things that fans obsess about, and I say that as as a fan who obsesses about things. Okay, that's not a knock, but the Wikia pointed out that when. Uh, this is the first time that we see someone regenerate wearing short sleeves. And I was like, why <laughs> in the world <laughs> does that you even mention that? And then I read the next sentence. The next sentence says, this confirms that when a doctor, uh, excuse me, when a time Lord regenerates, their entire body radiates regeneration energy, not just their hands and head. Ah, okay. And I'm like, that means there was a debate online, some forums somewhere where somebody was going, no, it only regenerate, it only, you know, makes light shine from their hands on their head, moron. And somebody was like, no, it's clearly their entire body, but it's just covered up by the long sleeves. I you can know? imagine that's happened. Huh? Like countless, I can imagine that's happened. Times. Oh, on multiple Internet forums, arguments sure. are amazing. <laughs> yeah, so this clarified that, that apparently... Well, it only whole, clarified that it worked on their arms. arms. That's all I can yeah. think is somebody went back to that forum and went, you see? And they went, well, that just means it's up to their shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to see Matt Smith totally nude uh, when yeah. he regenerates, or I'm not believing it. <laughs> Please, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> So at any rate, uh, so that brings us down to kind of still in the who's who, but also in the can we talk about? It? Can we talk about Mel's? I love Mel's. Um, before we go any further, what did you guys think about Mel's? Crazy psychopath, fifteen year old. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, she was older, yeah, a older than fifteen, a little older than fifteen, <laughs> and younger at several points during the episode. <laughs> older and younger. Um, but what did what did you guys think about her? Like, do you like her as a character? I would like to see her She's come back. Crazy. You would like fun. to see her come back? That's like, how interesting. Idea. I don't know. She's I never met like the doctor until this point, so she literally can't come back without them just retconning that entirely. Well, yeah. the most you can they do is- say that they come back, like when they regenerate, they regenerate as like a person they've seen before or something. This would be her regenerating into a previous incarnation. Wait, hmm. what? No. I don't get what you're saying. No. I don't either. There is a person exists out there that looks like Mel's. Oh, no, no, no. They don't, like no, no. Mel's whatsoever. No, they don't always regenerate into, well, into the form. Well, not always. Yeah, yeah. But we don't... Yes, but so. the Mel's... We're talking about this character them. Mel's, not the theoretical person you just invented that Who might probably isn't a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I love Mel's. The only thing I don't like about this character... Uh, well, sorry. There's two things I don't like about the character. One, we don't get nearly enough of her. Yeah. Right? The other thing is, the I five don't, minutes or so. Yeah. The other thing is, I don't feel like they earned her appearance here. Um, this is like this is we've talked about this before. When like you know that when Riker's dad shows up on Star Trek, that he's gonna die in that episode, or like actually, I think Riker's dad didn't die. But when <laughs> when somebody's here's the here's the real example when someone's long lost love 
shows back up on the Enterprise, you know they're going to be dead yeah. by the end of the episode. And right? like, never has been mentioned before the same way with Mel's. Yeah. Supposedly, they grew up their whole life with this woman you who also think. seemed to obsess over the Doctor. Yeah. And it just and, never come and up. They, and they tried to hand wave that away, right? The Doctor's like, you weren't at the wedding. I know. I danced with everyone at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the, the, boys, the men were, but they were shy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> the boys, but, but they were a bit shy. Um, but she and she says, "Oh, I don't do weddings, right?" Because uh-huh. um, he's a crazy psychopath that tried to kill the doctor. But I mean, <laughs> that would probably I mean, be why. But, but the whole idea is that they they tried to go ahead and anticipate the fans' questions. Well, where was she at the wedding? Why have we never seen her before? You know, and all this kind of stuff. But. I, I I don't think that they did a good enough job explaining it. You didn't get it. enough and, explanation about why they never talk about Mills. Yeah. Not only that, but I just you know this is where they were going at the beginning. Like, even if they hadn't planted a seed of Mel's in last season, they could have at least done something this season. Right? Mel's mm. could have been in some flashbacks. There could have been some throwaway lines about our old buddy Mel's. I wonder what she's up to. Let's call her. You know, mm-hmm. there could have been something. But instead, we introduce a brand new character just to throw her away in the same episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a character who is exceedingly interesting, right? Just a bizarre character. She stole a Corvette in Britain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and they just, I feel like they 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 didn't earn this this the other thing is it made it a cheap twist, yeah. right? Oh, the, the fact that she's River was not <laughs> like the thing is they finding out River uh, finding out that Rory and Amy's lo- you know old childhood friend lifelong friend is their daughter yeah. meant nothing to us because we met her ten minutes ago. Yeah, they could have made it apparent in this episode that she was River, and then just not have killed her until a later episode. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have to make it make it apparent that she was River. Just just let her be there for a little while. Yeah, you could let her be the third her. companion that that hung hung out for a little while, but caused mayhem because she's crazy. You could have introduced her at like the beginning of this season and had her. That's what I mean. Like yeah. as a companion until this episode. Yeah, and, and talk about if, her even if she wasn't there all the time. Like yeah. n- even if she wasn't there every episode, like with Rory just be at like the beginning, the, like where, Mickey, yeah, or yeah. Rory at the beginning, yeah. yeah, have her have her be around there. And and my last note there was that with all the long term plotting they did with this series arc, why didn't we meet Mel's a long time ago? Yeah, oh, if only this thing. season. So and and I went, I took to Twitter and I I threw it out to some of the folks that that I've been interacting with here lately, and said, uh, you know, am I missing something? Is there a production level reason? why we suddenly get Mel's and there was no lead up. And, uh, and, and one guy, I think it was Thomas basically was like, ah, it's just Moffat being lazy. And I was like, well, I was like, that's kind of what it seems like. And I don't like that. So is there some other reason, um, again, production level or story wise, um, one person, um, from, from another, uh, Dr. Who podcast. Um, I think it was, um, Ah, I forget who it was now. I apologize. I apologize for the non shout out. Um, But at any rate, they said, um, just to play devil's advocate, maybe if we introduced a character named Melody, it might be too obvious. Mm. And I was like, yeah, maybe. But they call her Mel's. They call her her Mel's. But to me, um, like that's not as 
cryptic as as river song being a translation a poor translation of melody pond you like know, i like can imagine is a little bit more guess. obvious yeah but, but but here's the thing you introduce the character in you know the first episode or two in flashback in side story or as a companion or whatever mm. and then when she names the baby melody we go oh she yeah. named her after her childhood friend yeah right maybe maybe you know, like episode four, we lose Mel's, you know, like she gets lost somewhere or, or they have to leave her behind on earth because it's not safe after all or something like that. And so then Amy is wistful for her old friend and has a baby and decides I'm going to name you after my, my childhood friend Mel's. I'm going to call you Melody. Right. And for that matter, you just don't even have to name her in the flashbacks. You could have waited till this episode to say, Oh, her name is Mel's. She could have just yeah. been there and a yeah. friend, but so at any rate, so that that person said that maybe it was just it would have been too obvious. And um, Cor- by the way, Corbin, speaking of it being too obvious that like you know everyone is River, um, <laughs> you said you said when the Corvette first came barreling through, at some point you said that's River. It was before she stepped out and you saw that yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So you didn't, when you saw her, you didn't then know did you go, friend. oh, I was wrong? Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a friend. Oh, no, okay. it's a psychopath friend. Oh, amazing. Oh, no, it is River. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah, see, there was a part of me that went, oh, my gosh, did he get it already? You know, because I, like, I was like, half paying attention to when you said that. I wasn't sure if you had already seen her and then went, oh, that's River. And I was like, well, dang. You know, if, <laughs> you, just watch, if you just watch Doctor Who and say, that's River, that's River, that's River, you will be right eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing is, um, if, if I feel like it would have been less obvious if we had had her around. To me, it's yeah. suspicious in the middle of a season to introduce a brand new character. Yeah. Like an episode or two after there. they're right. supposed to be this deadly assassin after him. Right, yeah. So at any rate. So I, I enjoyed Mel's. I, I do think that it, she... That's the other thing is I would have loved to have seen more of her as a character. And I think if we'd have introduced her earlier and gotten to know her better as a character, one, it would have been a bigger surprise. They would have earned the twist. And mm. I would have just liked to have seen more of that character. So. Yeah. That's me. All right, guys, as we move on, I want to remind you that Noobs and the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor and Jared. If you find value in what we do and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's how you can do it. Head on over to patreon.com slash noobsandthehoovian and become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. You can get started for as little as a dollar a month. So again, patreon.com slash noobsandthehoovian. All right, that brings us down to our classic Who connection, uh, where Jared is going to. Uh, we 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 have last week we had the classic Who connection singular. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week he's got uh, got quite a bit for us to go over. So let's hear what Jared's got to say. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. Jared here with your classic Who connections for the episode. Let's kill Hitler. So starting right off, we've got this mention of a state of temporal grace in the TARDIS. What this means, in case you didn't quite catch it, uh, because it has been mentioned before, so I think they didn't really explain too much of it. Uh, It means that no hostilities or weapons could be fired in in the TARDIS. Uh, So it's first mentioned with the fourth Doctor in the serial The Hand of Fear. It's later explained in a book 
that the way the TARDIS can do this is that it, it works through the telepathic circuits. So it it would keep anyone from being able to fire their weapon or from being able to do anything dangerous or harmful in the TARDIS. However, Suntarans in the Invasion of Time, Cybermen in both Earthshock and Attack of the Cybermen, Terrell Patil, Android in The Visitation, have all fired off guns and blasters in the TARDIS in Classic Who, and there's been more like a Dalek and Jack Harkness in New Who. So obviously this is not a fixed thing. This is not something that's always going on. We do have some instances that have tried to explain this over the years. Um, Again, in a book, uh, we have the Sixth Doctor saying that it only works when the engines are running. Again, and obviously, Noobs and the Whovian, that's, that's not canon because it's not on the TV series. The only thing we have from the TV series in Classic Who to explain it is the Fifth Doctor just simply saying, nobody's perfect. So, obviously, it's something that it's sort of like, it's convenient sometimes for uh, the Doctor, and sometimes it's not, so the writers just sort of do what works for them. And, of course, now we have a new excuse that it's simply a clever lie. So, take for it what you will, but that's the the background of the state of temporal grace. Uh, Moving on, the Doctor has been strongly poisoned before uh, to the point of causing death, but at this point it uh, caused a regeneration. And because that might be a classic episode, we'll see. I'll just leave it there. The Tesselecta correctly showed the Doctor's TARDIS to be a Type 40 MK3TT, just like the Time Lords designated it back in the fourth Doctor serial, The Deadly Assassin. Let's talk about the Megara, and these were from the fourth Doctor serial, The Stones of Blood, and they were also called justice machines. So these were not shape-changing machines that with tiny people floating around inside them. They were floating metallic orbs that, that glowed and they flew through the air and they upheld the statutes of galactic law. So they were justice machines, but I don't think, I didn't get to watch this, the full serial uh, about those uh, to remind myself, but I don't think they traveled through time. I don't think that was a thing that they did. Now, the concept that regenerations can be transferred from one individual to another did come up in Classic Who. First time it came up was with the Fifth Doctor in the serial Maudrin Undead, and then again with the Sixth Doctor in the serial The Ultimate Foe. And also, it was brought up in the TV movie Doctor Who. So, we again have further revival while within the first few minutes of regeneration. So, this is uh, River getting shot, and so she was fine. She shot off some more regeneration energy. We, of course, saw the doctor lose his hand. And I don't know that I brought this up last time. I didn't really make the connection. Um, it's, it's It's not a direct connection, but it is interesting. So back in the serial Destiny of the Daleks, Romana regenerates, and she goes through multiple new forms after regenerating. And she it's like she's choosing almost like someone might go into their closet to choose what clothes to wear that day. It's like she was choosing now how she wants to look. This is the only time that I can find where a Time Lord or, or any regenerating uh, species in all of Doctor Who flips through multiple regenerations and looks uh, to pick how they want to look. We definitely get, especially in New Who, the feeling like they're just stuck with the look that they've got. 
Now, some people have felt that Romana just sort of burned off a few regenerations right there, uh, frivolously trying to choose a look that she likes. Um, that There's nothing within canon to suggest that that's a fact. Uh, we don't have enough of Romana and her other regenerations to know for sure, but it doesn't seem like that's what happened, and that's that doesn't seem like that's what the writers intended in that case. There's lots of theories. You can look them up about what actually happened. This is all part d- during the key to time uh, storyline, and so that's like there. So there's theories that maybe because she was maybe she wasn't choosing it, it just happened, and because she was connected with the key to time and all that business that you'd have to get into a lot of classic who stuff to uh, that we don't really have time for, but. Um, suffice it to say, she went through multiple regenerations uh, or re- looks in one regeneration there. I'm, I'm going to stick with that. It was just one regeneration, but she went through multiple looks. So there is some backing in Classic Who for this idea that within the first few minutes, I think they say 15, of a regeneration, you have the opportunity to do some special stuff and 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 revive and and. Uh, change like that. So just wanted to uh, point that out, that there is backing from Classic Who for this concept. So now let's go back to the third Doctor uh, in the serial Carnival of Monsters. We have the TARDIS there also materializing into a smaller object that contains miniature people in a compression field. So just like they did going into the Tesselecta, we, we have the TARDIS shrinking down and able to go in to that object within the compression field. So there definitely is canon backing for this to happen. It doesn't ever explain how it's able to do that, but hey, it's the TARDIS. It's got a lot of powers we don't understand. So we've got the Doctor leaving behind Melody or River and saying that she's going to be more than fine. She's going to be amazing. When the fourth doctor left behind Romana, he also said she will be more than fine. And now that I think about it, I've never made this connection before, but I think there are a lot of connections between River and Romana. There, there's there's a... The, the doctor and River and the doctor and Romana had a connection uh, that's very similar and, and a somewhat similar kind of rapport with each other. And finally, we have seen the TARDIS materialize around people, before that happened twice in Classic Who. We've seen it in New Who already, but I don't think I mentioned it ever. So we've we've seen it twice in Classic Who. First time was with the Fourth Doctor in Logopolis, and the second time it happened was with the Fifth Doctor in Time Flight. All right, a rating for Let's Kill Hitler. You know, it, the title sets you up for something that, of course, I think everyone would want to see, you know, if you're able to time travel. And uh, But the fact that they sort of throw them in the cupboard and leave them there, all right, it's not, it's not what you expect from the title. But, of course, loved the advancement of the storyline, the story arc for both the season and for River and everything, all the backstory that it gives us, all the stuff that it fills in, gives us a little more teasers to, uh, keep keep moving along for the rest of the season, but uh, I thought they did. I mean, just this season is just one big, hard-hitting, well-done episode after another, and I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give it a full 9.5 out of 10 Hitlers that are a really poor shot. 
And for Creep Factor, uh, you know, there's there's a couple things that might be a little bit creepy in there. Uh, when you, before you really figured out the robot and everything that was the the the, uh, the Tesselecta, you know, that was a little creepy because it's shape shifting and uh, that idea. But really, not a whole lot of uh, creepiness going on in the episode. So I'm gonna give it uh, probably 75 out of 500 uh, for the creep levels. So that's it. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for help with the uh, Classic Who Connection information. And thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, so Jared gives us 9.5 out of 10 Hitlers with bad aim <laughs> for his overall impression trip. What are you, you going to score it here? I'm going to say I've been giving it so many... <laughs> so many tens. I cannot give this one a ten. That is, and also, Mel's died too soon. So I'm gonna give it nine point nine dead Mel's. Sad, wow. sad Mel. Regenerated Mel's. Jeez. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I would give this a nine. But after all the hating that I did on the lack of of Mel mm-hmm. since making, <laughs> I'm gonna give it eight point five. Not enough Mel's because <laughs> wow. there just should have been way more Mel's. Corbin, what do you got? I'm going to say nine banana guns. <laughs> the only <laughs> one. The old switcheroo. Things. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Creep levels. Um, what did Jared give it 75 creep levels for? Uh, what did he say? I don't know. It was just, there's some things that are creepy. I don't quite remember. He said but, like. Oh, the, um, was it the antibodies or something? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to agree with him. I'm going to give it 75 just for the antibodies. If you didn't have the antibodies, I don't even know if it'd be like one. It was <laughs> super low on the creep level. <laughs> Uh, Corbin, what do you think? I'll say 65. Just nothing creepy, really. Yeah. So. And Trip? Um, I I guess I'm just writing it way high. Like, <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. I'm mm. going to give it a 100. Like, just a normal Pretty episode. Basic. Just gotcha. basic stuff. All right, so down to our theories. Uh, so we're just going to uh, touch on some of these and see if we want to update some. Some of them we have to. Uh, so first of all, what will happen with Eleven dying? Do you guys have any changes to thoughts on that i'm just gonna say erase my theory i don't think the one that we saw die was the ganger okay what do you what do you think beep i'm gonna stay like neutral i guess i don't know okay uh corbin's uh corbin is holding tight at uh thinking that this will be the end of series six and uh that they will avert 11's death Mm. so trip you're just you're you're a blank slate now yeah, um, I don't think we'll be likely bringing back the gangers and such. Okay. I feel like that has kind of passed now. I don't feel like I like. You don't think they're bringing the gangers anymore. back? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, who is the impossible astronaut? Corbin's thought it is the little girl. Are you sticking with that? Yes. And Trip says it's River, which is the same thing I said. So mm. at this point, we now officially know for sure that the little girl is in fact River. So, um, the little girl's river. So let me ask you, Corbin, who, who is in the suit? Who are we going to see? The little girl. You're going to see her as the little girl. Yeah. Trip. You think we're going to see her as As river. River. Okay. All right. Um, so who is the little girl? Uh, we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Trip thought it was river. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Corbin thought it's Amy's daughter. Yep. (laughs) So, and it's, it's, it's everyone, isn't it? It's just yeah. everyone is. Uh, let's see who is River. 
let's see. Corbin thinks uh, she's married to the doctor. She's in Stormcage for killing someone. Um, you just have nebulously someone right now. Trip thinks it's obvious that she's married to the doctor and she's in Stormcage because she killed a ganger of the doctor. Which what we're going to change to just killed the doctor. Okay, because she killed the doctor and um she was set against the doctor and that's why she is in jail so well it's it's pretty obvious she was put against actually i take it back about it being the little girl in the suit it's river because they say river kills the doctor on that beach or whatever right yeah and plus she wouldn't still be hunting the doctor if she already killed him when she was younger because we know that the little That's girl true. is a previous incarnation true. of true, true, true. It's definitely River. All right, so Corbin, you had a section that said Corbin's whole theory that said the girl who is the impossible astronaut and River kills the doctor in the season finale, and that's why she's in Stormcage. Also, she's the doctor's wife. Yes. All right, so, so many things. Now so that she this clear. to River. And no, 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 no. You had it right. The girl who is... Okay. Girl. Bam. And now... Okay. My theory is correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We didn't have any listener input um, this week. So, um, I'm sorry. Anything else on theories? Anything else you guys want to throw out there and speculate? Mm, No. no. All right. Didn't think so. But (laughs) as if there's not enough speculation already flying around like mad. (laughs) So, so the game plan. Next week, we are covering series uh, six, episode nine, Night Terrors. Uh, don't watch this one after dark. Holy cow. Uh, (laughs) If y'all saw the next time, you already know where, where we're going on the creep levels with this and, uh, the creep level on the next time segment alone should have given the current episode about 50 extra (laughs) creep levels (laughs) just for being on the same, you know, on the same segment there. So, uh, following that, we're doing a classic who rewind covering the fourth doctor serial, the Genesis of the Daleks. Now this is where we're going to meet Davros for the first time. So for us, we already met Davros down the road, but this will be the Mm -hmm. initial introduction to Davros. And we're also going to see four facing down a moral conundrum uh, that uh, I don't know all the details, but uh, from what I've seen of it, it seems to be pretty cool. Um, listeners, don't forget that Classic Who is available on BritBox. Or let me rephrase that. It's available on Amazon Video with a BritBox subscription. If I remember correctly, that's $6.99 a month. So if you haven't already signed up for that, you can actually sign up for a free trial. If you go to noobsinthehoovian.com and uh, click anywhere on the website that you see the BritBox uh, uh, ad. It's on, I believe it's on the sidebar, but if you go to the show notes for this episode down at the bottom, uh, you'll definitely see that. And if you use that link, you'll not only get a uh, free, I think it's a free seven-day trial, uh, but you'll also help support the show. It won't charge you any differently if you decide to keep BritBox. You'll still pay the normal price, but we will earn a little bit of a sales commission on that and helps keep the show uh, going. So uh, make sure that you jump on that. Guys, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is this other guy. That's me, Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout outs to Victor and Jared for their Patreon support. 
You can find us at facebook.com slash noobsinthehoovian where you can direct message us or you can email us at noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at patreon.com slash noobsinthehoovian for all these links and more, including the full show notes. Head over to noobsandthehoovian.com. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, like us, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip. In chlorine.